sports fans, and welcome to episode 52 of State of My Sports, the state of MI Sports. We talk about the teams we love and you love in this great state of Michigan. Stay in touch with us on our social media, State of MI Sports, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you're alerted when a new episode is out. And share us with some friends to help us grow our audience. Episode 52, we are going to wrap up our three-part series where we name the top Michigan athletes alphabetically by their last name. We will name Q through Z this week to finish things off. And we'll also talk, basically just do a full breakdown of the Detroit Lions draft. Is basically where I'm at. And um, the free agent signings as well. Um, So we will kind of just, it'll be a, I mean, not a whole lot of topics. So it should move quick, but. Knowing us, it probably won't. Yeah, it'll probably be one of the longer episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's usually how it works for us. Um, so I did want to clear one thing up. It is episode 52. It is not our one-year anniversary yet. So our one-year anniversary of the podcast is actually May 3rd, 2019. Right. So this is so this is, this is the closing week. This is the closing week of yeah. our first year of the podcast. So I want to thank you guys for doing this. Um, but next week is... Technically, our anniversary episode. Boom. So hopefully, Kyle's back for that one. I'm just praying that that we can make it yeah, work. No excuses. Um, I mean, except Corona, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, none other um, than that. We'll force him to ho- be back. Hopefully, we can make it happen. And uh, we'll, we also have something pretty exciting to to share with you guys um, next week that we've been working on with 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 the hops. That's uh, hit. oh, cool. It's yeah. hitting. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to give it away, but it's no. kind of obvious what it's going to be. But um, we can officially announce it next week, so we will. Um, but before we kind of get into our, our beer grades, I did want to – I mean, this is kind of the, the new thing that Sports Talk is doing. Like, everybody starts by talking about the Last Dance yeah. documentary. Yeah. Again, two two more episodes. Yeah. Did two you mo- did you watch it, Micah? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Right. Sorry, we forgive you. It's fine. <laughs> you, well, you were like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he started the conversation. <laughs> he started our conversation today when he got here talking about Tiger King and asked me if I watched that. So he's <laughs> he's he's a little far behind the times. You're like a month so, behind. So give, yep. give him another month, and and we'll um we'll we'll he'll he'll watch it. I think, and then we'll we'll do the whole recap through his eyes. I oh, guess so, you guys are so kind. Thank Mike, you. Like, if you want to throw in with your with your ti- Tiger King <laughs> analysis. While we talk about the last dance, I mean, feel feel free. Um, I'll pass. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I mean, it was kind of the big week, right? With with the Pistons is kind of the way yeah, I yeah the bad I boys yeah the bad boys were talked about. It was a fun. It was a fun week. It was a fun one. I loved learning about Rodman. Yeah, I thought that was the coolest. He is. I don't even know what you call him. I guess he's just <laughs> he's, he's his own person, man. Yeah, I right. thought it was so cool how the whole team just kind of wrap their arms around. I would just let him do his own thing. Like to part of me just thinks that's insane. That's crazy that they just let him get away with that. They're like, Oh, it's just Rodman being Rodman. Got to let him be free. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, it's kind of cool. Cause that also is the reason why they won. Yeah. Yeah. He's a huge part of it. And like the fact that they gave him, what was it? 48 hours. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> go right, do what you just want. Go do what you want for 48 hours. Like just be back in 48 hours otherwise we will come and get you and jordan's like nope he's not coming <laughs> yeah, back guys oh dude it's so funny Mikey, you gotta watch it it's well, so good apparently but the way that they did that w- was pretty cool and then carmen electra telling about how she hid in the closet yeah. because <laughs> she was afraid of michael jordan or something like that it was just pretty funny stuff um what's funny is like you know i get on sports talk radio on on monday and carmen electra is being interviewed and then later on in the day 
I I'm coming home from work and what I turn it on again. Carmen Electra. She's being interviewed again. Like she Crazy. was all over the place. I didn't know that. See, I haven't yeah. I haven't listened to national sports talk in yeah, it was ESPN. I don't both, know how, both times, how long, so. but uh, <laughs> that's funny that she was she was making her rounds. I mean, she's probably she needs a comeback anyway. So yeah, I'm sure she she's, needs she, she she was pumped about that. I'm it was sure. just the same question. Like, how was it being married to Dennis Rodman? <laughs> well, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, but so the really the the big story that that happened this weekend with those two episodes was was the way they portrayed the bad boys. So there's a lot of Pistons fans that are kind of hurt by it and like annoyed and not saying not telling the whole story and thinking that they kind of portrayed them the wrong way i mean i'm curious to what your thoughts are on that i you have to be talking about them walking off the court and not shaking hands right is that is that the only thing that people are mad about because the rest of it being dirty players like that they embrace that that's that is the bad boys everybody knew about that they were portrayed the same way everybody's talking on their on on the um what is it called? The Last Dance. Yeah, they were they were saying on the Last Dance like the NBA did not want this team. Like, yeah, they were everything the NBA was trying to get rid of. They they wanted Jordan to win. They wanted their superstars to shine, and these guys just went and shoved everybody and punched them in the face. Like some <laughs> of those clips were just awesome. I <laughs> love that scene. It made me like him more. That's basically the unwritten name of the team, the Bad Boys. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Like, that was it, their identity. And and every Pistons lover loves that. Term, the, the the bad boys. Yeah, embrace it. Embrace yeah. it for what it is. I think the the one thing that I, I would say that they didn't tell the whole story was they didn't talk about the comments that Michael Jordan and the Bulls were making, like saying these guys are bad for basketball. They're bad people. Like it wasn't just you know talking about how they're sick of the way they play. It was like they are bad people. They are bad for the game of basketball, which is arguable. But and they that, said and that, that the day before. Yeah. I wouldn't shake their hands if they were calling me a bad person. There's no. I, I would, but I wouldn't want to. There's no denying that the Celtics walked out on the Pistons when they felt like they overcame the Celtics, and then the Pistons became the new team, the new king in the East. Yeah, that happened. That was real. They didn't go shake their hands. Yeah. So it, I mean, that is legitimate. Jordan can sit there all he wants and shake his head and just be like, "No, nah, man, they that's disrespectful." Like I shook your hand every single time. It was different. When Jordan finally beat them, he was it was the cliff, you know. It was like, okay, now this is the team, yeah, and they're better now, and they've established it. And you guys are no no longer the champs; these guys are. And this, when the same thing happened with the Pistons overtaking the Celtics, they didn't shake their hands. It was what was passed down to from mm-hmm. you know from it's, Bird to Isaiah. It was the way they the changing of the guard was that. Not it that was, it was right or wrong. It wasn't that we disrespect you. It was just, hey, you beat us, we're done. Yeah, and and, and I mean. You're moving on as the champions, basically. But that's what we want out of Jordan. Part of part of being so like people call him like uh, you know the most competitive person ever and just this ultimate competitor. I mean, if if that is your identity, if if that's all you are is just competing and like you're basically just a sore loser and a baby mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. Like I, I'm part of that. Like I know I'm I can be a sore loser and a baby sometimes too. <laughs> that was so, most of my childhood. Yeah, so I, I mean I get end it. up in tears or winning. So. Right. I'm not saying it's a bad <laughs> trait. It made him the the greatest and I'm not even gonna cause an argument here, but he, it made him the greatest basketball player of all time. And that you know, so I we can't be surprised either way. The Pistons did their thing, whatever, that's what they did. And then if Jordan is, you know, butthurt about the whole thing yeah, he's a sore loser and a baby. Like, yeah. of course he is. It's it's kind of weird that he's still holding on to that grudge. No, it's not weird at all because that's who he is. Did I you think did it's you a little s- weird? Do you see him in the documentary? He is like, you do not mess with him. Like, if yeah. he just if he gets triggered about something, 
Like he is all in, 100%. I am against you. I will mock you in front of your face. I will just tear you down. Like that's the way he was on the court, and we love him. We love it on the court, but that's who he is as a person. Yeah, I don't know. Just I don't know. I feel like he needs to grow up a little bit when it comes to that. Well, yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. That's what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. that's it's true. It's right, endearing yeah. on the court as a person. It's just kind of like eh, it's kind of a baby. Just grow up. Yeah. Well, that, that's pretty much all we had for that. It, it is time to introduce our beers for episode 52. But before we do, I want to remind everyone that although you cannot sit at the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe, wink, wink, uh, <laughs> you, you do can't not you do, do that. You can't do that. You do not have to miss out on their great beer during the shutdown. They are open Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So you can continue to support them by purchasing crawlers, growlers, gift cards, and merchandise. Wink, wink. They have great beer, a great staff that we need to support now more than ever. The Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports for 2020. And if you mention State of My Sports, you get a dollar off a crowler and $3 off your growler. Phil, so. How many commas were there? I have no idea, dude. You don't even worry about my commas. <laughs> I love commas. I love commas <laughs> and dot, dot, dots. I Those are the, my go-tos. Yeah, I, I do the dot, 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 too. <laughs> <laughs> I put five commas in between there. Mike All right, up? Mike. So start us <laughs> off with your beer intro. <laughs> Tonight I'm drinking from De Hops Brewing and Cafe. Whoa, if anyone's ever look at heard that. of that, it's hey, look at that. drinking their double IPA. I don't think they have a name for it yet. It's just that good of a beer that they just said it's our double that's, IPA. That's a double. Cool, Ryan. I am drinking from Dark Horse Brewing Company in Marshall, Michigan. I'm drinking a Crooked Tree India Pale Ale. Sounds like an IPA. Nice. I like I like the can. I like the it's picture a cool on looking it. Can. It's a good good tree. All right, I am drinking from Old Nation, right? That's who makes it. You got one? the first word right. Yeah, I think you need to. What does New tell Orthodox us? mean? Never seen that before. <laughs> I guess you'll have to. Google it says it right it. on the right on the can. New Orthodox India Pale Ale series. It's the Boss Tweed Double India uh, India Pale Ale. Nine point three percent alcohol by volume. It's a pint, and it's really good. So that is what I am drinking tonight. Excellent. Sometimes you just feel tired. You feel weak. And when you feel weak, you feel like you want to just give up. But you got to search within you. Try to find that inner strength and just pull that shit out of you and get that motivation to not give up right. and not be a quitter. So we had the draft this weekend. And now it is time to do Mock Draft 1.0 2021, right? I knew that was coming. Is that what yeah, we're doing? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you guys down? Let's do it. All right, Lions are taking we're Justin Fields yeah. <laughs> out of Ohio State. All right, no, but really, the, the Lions had a pretty good draft. You can probably bring that music right down if you want there. Perfect. Make sure we don't have any swear words on there. Trying to keep it clean so people can... Is it the uncensored version? It was, no. wasn't it? <laughs> it says parental <laughs> advisory, so I doubt it. Well, so it's uncensored. Yes, yeah. the Detroit version. <laughs> um, but the Lions had had a draft, and so did the rest of the NFL. It was remote. It was pretty interesting. It was kind of cool to see inside of all of these GMs and head coaches' rooms. I thought that was one of the most yeah. exciting things about With it. With their families, especially Kingsbury's Cliff place. Kingsbury. Oh boy! Holy smokes! He made a mistake. He shouldn't have done that. <laughs> he should not have done that. He's gonna have. Well, maybe you should have done that. Yeah, maybe you did a good job. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it was all part of the plan. Um, yeah, his his crib was pretty nice. Crib, that's right. That's how you say it, right? 
Yeah. It's better, better. If it's nice. that nice, you got to call it a crib. Yeah, that's like MTV's crib. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like my house is just a house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I nice. can't call mine a crib, otherwise it's just weird. No. It's just lying. Yeah, you might have a crib. <laughs> yeah. We took the crib down. Last last one is out of the crib. Oh, nice. It's that's exciting. Big boy bed. Yeah. He gets out a lot, but we're getting through it. Yeah. All right, so let's just – what I want to do is just kind of go down their, their draft. I think it was a pretty solid draft. And then we'll kind of talk about the end at, and, and just – I don't want to give it a grade. I think that's silly to give grades and... Oh, I'm going to give a grade. <laughs> You're going to give it a grade? Mike is shaking his head like, no. Like, <laughs> I'm the only one that wants to do that. See, I, I think it's silly to give grades because we don't know, but I like what, what I saw, and I think that's enough f- for people yeah, to... Yeah, we'll do like a number scale. We'll just rate it <laughs> 1 to 10. <laughs> 1 to 10. <laughs> grades are almost as pointless as mock drafts. <laughs> grades? Whoa, or, or, hey, whoa, whoa. No, no, hey, whoa, me. They're almost What's as, going on they're here? They're almost as pointless as the Packers draft. Uh, <laughs> First round yeah, pick at least. Go. Why do we even second, show up to these nights anymore with you guys? <laughs> they seriously, I just before you even get to the Lions, yeah, let's, the let's Packers let's kill them. were awful. It was a terrible well, draft. That was a terrible draft. I'm not bias one way or another but that was just bad Yeah, you are no even if you say the first round pick was okay which i let's say it's okay and it works out and he's a stud the rest of your picks were terrible second round why are you reach for a fifth round running back in the second round that they, made no sense what running back to the t- oh they got oh yeah AJ Dillon. Dillon. yeah AJ i Dillon. like aj Dillon. everybody I was, likes I had him circled for like fourth round everybody likes Lions. him because he's a fourth and fifth fifth round guy yeah he's not a second round guy well that's I mean, that's who they like. That's that's what scouts do. So you trade back and get more picks and pick them in the third round. Did you trade back for Tavai? Nope. For Tavai? We traded up for Tavai. Okay. To get ahead of the Patriots who wanted to I'm not Tavai. saying that was a good pick. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's, it's subjective. I Anyways, mean. We, we can move on. <laughs> Don't want any hurt all feelings right. this early in the episode. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's just start at the top lines. Uh, round one, pick number three, Sorry, Jeff Okuda, cornerback out of Ohio State. Um, but I look at this as, as it was the right guy, no question. It was a massive need for the Lions, perfect fit. Only negative would be finding a way to trade down, right? Yeah. They didn't do that. I think that's that's probably, in a lot of ways, one of the only knocks uh, on this whole draft, in my opinion. Um, I'll, I'll get into a couple of these things that I that I questioned, but... Um, yeah, there were definitely some surprises, but this, this is the cornerstone that we needed. We needed to fall back on, we're getting to get Jeff Okuda either way. Yep, trade back or not. Yeah, and, and, and it's it sounds like the Lions wanted to. They tried their best to. There's nobody nobody else wanted to move up. They knew they didn't have to. So, I mean, did they get caught with their pants down? Maybe, maybe they just knew that this was the way to go. And and I think maybe the the virtual draft might have had something to do with it as well. Yeah, maybe a little more difficult to trade those high end picks because there are a lot more moving pieces. You need a lot more value. In the top, I think there were no trades in the top ten. Yeah, there were not. I think any the first trade was was it twelve? Was it twelve that the first trade Tw- was? Twelve or thirteen? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that which is rare in the NFL. So I feel like that might have had something to do with it. Um, there were quite a bit of trades at, at, throughout the draft as it went on. So I don't think either they got more comfortable, either they, I, I don't know the way it all works, but yeah, then it, you th- it, it crossed my mind. Maybe that was the fact that. A reason why nobody was trading in the I, first round. I think everybody just called each other's bluffs. There weren't enough teams interested in a quarterback that early. Mm-hmm. And there were two, and, and they each had their favorite, and it just went according to plan. Yeah. So if The only if one were, that could have changed things was the Jags, and it yeah. almost felt like they knew that the, the asking price was too high, Yeah. that they knew the Jags weren't going to and Jaguars move went that high. Defense, like crazy. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it just kind of went by, by, the, by the book, and uh, 
no real surprises. I don't think there was that much of an opportunity for the Lions to do anything with that. Yeah, if you watch your Facebook Live video, I, I was pretty disappointed in the moment that they didn't find a way to trade down, and I still am. I would love to see it. The more that comes out, the more I'm starting to understand it, and it is what it is at this point. There's nothing we can do. We got the player we wanted at three. It's basically just asking for the cherry on top, and I missed out on the cherry on top. Is, there, is the way I look at yeah, it. Yeah, and there is a debate with Jeff Okuda versus C.J. Henderson, who was really the top corner, and the debate was in pass coverage. But I think if you look at what uh, Jeff Okuda is going to do for the Lions and their scheme and their defense, he's going to be doing so much more than just shut down a wide receiver for the game. He's going to tackle. He's going to fill the fill needs. He's going to maybe even play uh, some some nickel at times. Like He's going to be all over the field. C.J. Anderson is very, very good, but he's also a little more one-dimensional. So overall, I think this is a great fit for the Lions. We got our guy. All right, so we'll move down to round two, pick 35. Uh, the Lions select running back. DeAndre Whoa. Swift out of Georgia. I, In my opinion, the best running back in the draft. I... In my like, I thought he was gonna be long gone. I really did. I thought he was gonna be tw- top twenty pick, is what he was kind of projecting to be. And then Taylor and J.K. Dobbins were gonna be there for the lines to pick from. When DeAndre DeAndre Swift fell, it felt like a no brainer at that point. Now, would I have liked to see other other parts of the team addressed in that situation? Yeah, probably. But is he a type of talent that you can't pass up on? Or where, where are you at with this one, Ryan? I, I like the pick looking back at it, and I think we'll get into that in a little bit. I I don't know. I, I'm. This is the the kind of running back that I really like. I like a guy that's shifty and, and can kind of bust plays open. But I, I think almost the best running back for the Lions, I still can't really get over Jonathan Taylor. I think he would have been a really, really good fit in Detroit, and he would have been a little bit different of a look. Um then carry on. Then carry on. Yeah, and I think this is pretty similar to carry on. I think he's, uh, he's DeAndre Swift is shiftier. Out of the backfield too. Like yeah, catching the yeah, ball catching the, the ball. He is. Yep. He's yep. smaller. He's smaller. Yeah. But he's he's known to be a good blocker too, which is nice. Yeah, he in in pass blocking. Yeah. Yep. yep. He can fill the gap in there and and do a good job in that way. I feel like what, down. like taking this is you're taking a similar player to carry on John. Like like you said, very similar. But what you're doing is you're lessening the load. I feel like it's going to be, you know, a couple drives of carry on, a couple drives of of Swift, and then you bring in Scarborough if if he's still there in those short down situations where you maybe need a yard, a goal line, all those type of things. I like the three headed monster we have right now going in. Obviously, things can change, but like there's depth. There's depth. He's not necessarily going to be the starter day one because that's just the way running backs work. But he's going to be getting run starting running back reps i think so this this really surprised me the pick yeah but then afterwards i'm thinking about it more and more and i like it the more i think about it because number one our the strength of the team last year when matthew stafford was healthy was the offense so what did they do they go get a weapon for him yeah and this is a guy that can come out of the backfield and catch like what you're saying and this was a little unexpected we thought just the focus was going to be all in defense but what they're doing is they're sharing up Things that can go wrong just because yeah. just because you have a good running back crew doesn't mean that you are going to have issues with that with one you know you're one injury away we saw it last year. Yep. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say that that is what they 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 proved here is they cannot function long term without a guy like this. Yep. And and, and with Carryon getting hurt and his injury questions, all of those things, I get it. 
now you don't have to worry about it nearly as much. And just because he's a running back and people devalued the running back so much doesn't mean that they're not a big part of the game. They're a huge part of the game, and they have the their hands on the ball. Yeah. And so people that carry the ball and handle the ball, they're they're one two plays away from you know breaking the game and changing the game just with just with one play away. You know. Yep. So I, I we needed the offensive firepower and we got. Arguably the best running back in running back. Yeah, in class. I mean he he has incredible value here in the second round. The, the, he has the ability to run and catch passes, and the vision and speed to make an impact right off the bat is is what I pulled up from from online. I don't remember who who that was from. I apologize, but um, you can just claim that as mine. My yeah, analysis. That's right? a really good analysis. I can do that. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't know who it was. Um, you it, know, the, the, it was an it was an opportunistic pick. That's what it felt like, right? Yes. It wasn't part of the plan, but he fell to them. They looked at all their options and said, you know, this is the guy that would fit the best in our scheme, and he would make a huge difference for Stafford. Let's do it. Yeah. So, so there's a couple of big names on the board here that that I think could have also been valuable picks in the in this spot. Um, Xavier McKinney was falling. That was who I thought they were going to go yeah, with. Yeah, I did too. I, in my head, it was like, they have to go defense. They have to go defense. I kind of like the fact that they're comfortable with who they add in, in the in the offseason with free agents. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't, don't get me wrong. But I like the fact that they are, are comfortable with it. I think that going after running back, it's a luxury pick. They feel like they were allowed to take a luxury pick. There's another one on the board that I thought was interesting. Um, that you could have take taken. And yeah, I think you brought him up a few times. Was Laviska Chanel yeah. Jr. Laviska Chanel Jr. From Wide receiver out of Colorado. Yeah, so he went a few picks after to the Jaguars. Um, Honestly, I think I would rather the Lions picked him. Yeah, I, I would like that pick a little bit more because I, he he is a special athlete, and he's in a, he's a special athlete in a different way. He he can he's. I don't know. He just hits the the hole so hard, and he could be a running back if you really wanted him to. He played quarterback sometimes. He just always had the ball in his hands. He's a dynamic wide receiver that can score anytime he touches the ball. Yep, and then uh, Gross Models was on the board as well. He went to, uh, three picks later to the Panthers. You didn't like him. No. I don't want to get into that, but that was just another name that, that could have been taken in, in that situation. That's who I thought they were going to take. I thought they were going to take U- or Gross Models or Xavier McKinney. Um, Edge, I think, is, is the reason why my brain said that that's where they're going to go. Yeah. Um, but they didn't. So. Well, A.J. Epinesa, too. Yeah, which he he fell quite a he kept quite falling. a bit farther there. So he, we don't. Yeah, he almost was he available for the third round pick. No, he wasn't. He, wasn't. he was almost there though. Yeah. Okay. So we'll jump down to the third round, and and this is a pick that I I think I have the most information on that I probably won't get to, but third round pick, uh, pick sixty seven, Julian Aquora, linebacker out of Notre Dame. My head exploded when I saw that. I was like a linebacker. When you had what was Zach Bond on the board, that was where I was like, you you just basically took this guy that I didn't know who he was in the moment. I'm not gonna lie. When you had Zach Bond on the board, I was I was pissed. Mikey, you were you were with me. I was like, what's going yeah. on? Like I I was not happy. Then I started digging into it. Then I started understanding it a little bit more. He's an edge guy. Yeah, he right. Is. He's an athletic. He's big, big, big dude. Athletic. He he, he linebacker, quote unquote, just like Bond was. But he's probably he's, more of a pass rusher. Yeah, special, especially pass rusher. He's, he's a guy way that can more put of his a, hand in his dirt and also drop back in, into coverage and do that. So it's it's a confusing thing, right? Like for, for the the quarterback, like you have a guy with his hand in his dirt. Okay, he's gonna come at me. No, nope, he dropped back and took took away that crossing route by the tight end or something like that. You know what I mean? 
I think um, that's what a lot of these new outside linebackers are doing, or the way they're being used, at least. It does, yeah. You're right. And, and it's just, it's all about speed on the edge. It's not about the size. You don't have to yeah. have that massive speed, dude. Big um, time. But I, See, and, and that's where I thought they were going to go with this third round, because we had, was Josh Uche off the board at this point? He yeah. Was, he was yeah, just he taken. Yeah, he went first round, didn't he? No, second no, round. No, second, second round. round. Yeah, you're right. But leading up to this, you had A.J. Ebenezer that was falling. You had Josh Uche who was who was falling or, or picked where he should be, and Zach Bond, who was falling, who was thought to be a late first round, early second round. Yeah, I was screaming for trade-up late in the second round. Like, yeah. go and get one of these guys. So so I'm just thinking defensive end the whole way, but I didn't I didn't have my eyes on Aquara at all, yeah. even though this guy is first round, late first round, early second round talent, just like the rest of them, but I was thinking more speed. And he is more than just a speed back. They're, they say he needs to work on his, you know, run blocking or run run uh, defense and all that. But compare that to a guy like Josh Uche, he, there's no comparison. He's a true lineman. He's yeah. not a linebacker. Yep. Uche is a linebacker that rushes. Yep. Zach Bond is a linebacker that rushes. This guy's a lineman who falls back into linebacker. Yeah, and I almost look at it as he is – he's both of those guys. He's Uche and Zach Bond. But he has much higher upside as that pass rusher. I feel like he's gonna be. Where a they were, they were going to be, you know, the high motor guys, the guys that will just outwork you and be a part of every play. This guy will go out and make plays if it falls in line, if it translates into the I, NFL. And I and I would I want to bring up one thing just in case people think we're just being kind of homers with this pick. Is well, that's what I was doing. No, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> he had the last two years. I heard the stat. The last two years, he had the highest. QB pressure rate in the nation. I like that. So, yeah, so stats at ND, he had 45 games, 21 starts, 23 tackles for loss, 14 and a half sacks. Uh, Booger McFarland, which we all love Booger, right? Yeah. Um, explosive off the edge. He makes offensive tackles scared. I he like also Booger. has some versatility. This kid is a tremendous athlete. Love it. Now I like Booger. Well, and, and what makes this such a great pick is it was the third round. It's if we're talking about this in the second round, you couldn't be mad about the pick in the second round either. If you would have picked Aquara in the second round, then you would have been like, "Yeah, I get it. I understand that was a really good value for that spot. They filled a need, and to do that in the third round, love it with that kind of an upside pick, and the fact that you're pairing him with his older brother, I just that's a, that's yeah, so cool to me. Very cool. I love that. Um, a couple more people that, that Tim Twentyman, uh, the younger Aquara, led the Irish with twelve and a half tackles for loss. And tied for the team lead with eight sacks among his 38 total tackles in 2018. A broken leg cut his 2019 season short, but he's a long, lanky, and athletic pass rusher. 33% of his tackles were for a loss. He's got a lot of upside and should be a rotational player on the edge for the Detroit Lions right away as a rookie. So, look, you got the best corner. He's going to be a starter, no question. Yep, fill the need. You got the best, the running back, arguably the best running back, and you have a guy coming in here. I'm not saying he's going to be the less, best linebacker, but you're coming in and you filled. He's going to come in and get a lot of playing time. Yeah, fill the need. He's going to fill a massive need. The more you look into it, the more you get excited about it. Look, and the, the, we're obviously we're, that's the way we're going to try to look at the, all of these picks. That's just the way it works as fans. But I think we have a right to in the, in this situation. Because he did feel a need. Explosive off the edge. He's going to come off the other edge. Or the other side is, is uh, Flowers. So it's... it's. 
There's it's not good. there's not an analyst out there that didn't give this grade an A. Everybody said A, A plus, maybe A minus, but everybody was across the board saying great pick, great value, third round. Yeah, so Michael Hara, Julian was getting mentioned as a potential first round pick before he got hurt. It's an interesting pick for the Lions and could be a good one because of Julian's ability and background. So he has all the measurables. It's just the matter of translating into the NFL, which he already has a brother in the NFL, undrafted free agent, and he's been decent enough. So um, I'll take his brother. It'll work. So we'll jump down to round three, the pick 75, Jonah Jackson, guard out of Ohio State. The Detroit Lions moved up 10 spots in the third round to select Ohio State's interior offensive lineman, Jonah Jackson, in part because of the knowledge they gained while coaching him at the Senior Bowl back in January. Um, some say Jackson is a stout run blocker and wins with size and power. Others say that Jackson doesn't have many gl- uh, glaring flaws as a pass protector. I've heard, I heard both sides of the spectrum of this guy. I don't know what to think. It was a need. They went out. They got the guy that they wanted, that they coached up in the the bowl, right? Or the, the senior bowl. Yeah. I... So here's my opinion on this whole draft is everybody talked about the interior defense or offensive lineman being a really, really weak class this year. But I think part of that is this guy tested really bad at the combine. He didn't, he's not a crazy fast. He's not super athletic cone drill. He's not, he's not like yeah. putting up 40 reps on the bench press, but he was a really good football player. Yeah. So, so and, he spent four years at Rutgers and he played at Rutgers and was the team right? captain. Yeah. Okay. Of, for what? Two or three years there, I think. Yeah. Yep. And then he comes to Ohio State because he wants to challenge himself a little bit more and be a part of something special, and he jumps right in as a starter and does his job there. That is what's impressive to me. Someone from Rutgers came in and got a starting position on yeah. the on the Ohio State's offensive right. line, the so, best offensive line. So you know he's good in in the the Big Ten. Yeah, I probably, probably top four in the country. I would say this is where the the draft got a little bit weird for me because I again, yeah, I mean we were all starting to do our research after yeah. this pick. So so, just, so let's let, let's kind of bring the fourth pick into this and kind of make it a full-on discussion. You think that's a good way to do it? Yeah, let's do it. Because we, fourth pick, the Lions selected Logan Stenberg, or sorry, fourth round pick 121, Logan Stenberg, another guard out of Kentucky. So I feel like we got to bring both of these up, and I, I hope this is where you were going, is, yes. is kind of the back-to-back guards. Yeah. So where, where do you want to go with that? I think this is, again, one of those things I was not happy about it right away. I saw a guard. I said, okay, yeah, you know, you know, Jonah Jackson, I can live with that pick, third round, and then the fourth round, and they did it again when I thought there were some big names still on the board and some really good opportunities to go wide receiver, to go defensive end and get some pass rush again, the two two really big needs. But the more I think about this again, they're investing in Matthew Stafford with these two picks. They're investing in Matthew Stafford. They're investing in Kerryon Johnson. They're investing in DeAndre Swift. Yeah, I love that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> oh, they, yeah. they're, they care about this. They feel like they have their two tackles. Even though there's a contract thing Hawkinson. next year. They're investing in Hawkinson. They've invested in Hawkinson. They're now investing in their interior offensive linemen. And, and, and if one of these guys hits, we're doing pretty good. Yep. So I don't I don't need both of them to be great. I just need one of them to step up. Yeah. One of them be a starter. The other one be a decent rotational guy to, and if, to come in. And if you would have told me before the draft started at rounds three and four that they're going to go <laughs> uh, guards, but the reason is because they want one of them to hit and the other, like they're just trying to see what they can get out of one of them, I'd be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so so I'm curious which one you like better. I like Jonah Jackson. Okay. Because of pass protection. All right. And he didn't he didn't allow a sack the last 
Oh man, I'm gonna get this wrong, but I think it's the last <laughs> two years and was in one sack in three years. All right. Uh, Logan Stenberg is more your bad boy who is the run blocker, mauler, but has a ton of penalties. And I think that's why I like him more. <laughs> like I want him to be the guy that He's, that is there to pick Stafford up. Yeah, the guy to take a cheap shot on somebody that took a cheap shot on Stafford, but, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I'll, I'm I like the dirty side of a guard. I think that's important. I'll be honest. The only reason I don't like Logan Stenberg is because of the way he looks. It's his <laughs> face. I, I saw his face and I was just like, no, nah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> no, I'm going to so, root for Jonah Jackson. So Stenberg started three seasons at left guard for the for the Kentucky Wildcats and he held helped lead them to the fourth highest rushing offense in college football last season. I like that a lot. Yeah. That right there is is what what catches my eye. Um, He's not flashy, but he's a student of the game with a lot of experience under his belt. It's probably a pretty big belt, too, being an offensive guard. And again, if you're talking about these guys being falling in this draft, that means they were in the top five interior offensive linemen in the draft. If it was a bad draft and you're getting drafted in the third round, early fourth round, you're in the top five, top ten. So sometimes these things can get way overblown where – just because there were a million wide receivers doesn't mean that the guards were actually that bad. It means that there was a, a million wide receivers that were that re- really, really good. Yeah, it, it was crazy how quickly wide receivers started going. It like it was. I forget when the first one was picked, but it seems like top second round. It was like full of wide receivers. Did you catch that or no? Well, yeah, I mean there was a huge run, but then there was Denzel there Mims was still and some, some big others. Names yeah, that were slipping too. too. Yeah. What I thought was surprising is uh, people were talking about how there would not be a running back in the first round, and then there would probably only be two or three in the second. There was a run on running backs. Everybody went running back second round and jumping into early third round. Yeah, so like these offensive quote-unquote playmakers, wide receivers, running backs getting taken in the second round is why decent value players of Aquara, like obviously we're going to stick to Aquara and Jonah Jackson and even Stenberg, yeah. you know, fell. Because a lot of these offensive guys were, were going. And I think if you go back to the DeAndre Swift pick it, with 2020 vision, looking back, there's so glad we there took was a, that. There was a huge run with running backs. So you're not going to get that fourth and fifth round guy that you had circled as like a, a sleeper. Yeah, I mean, they're going to the second round. The Packers took AJ Dillon in the second round. Yeah, we like, were that talking was, about that was fourth somebody fifth. fourth or fifth that I was like, hey, if he falls, I, I would love to see that. Now, I mean, we took DeAndre yeah. Swift. We don't have to take a running back for the next three years. Right, and they took the guy they wanted. <laughs> Even yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so round five, pick one sixty six. This was the one that we got from the Eagles for Slay, uh, Quintez Cephas, wide receiver out of Wisconsin. Um, I'm going to start high on him. Gil, Gil Brandt, uh, former vice president of the of player personnel for the Dallas Cowboys. He said, I love the Lions pick. Like, this was all on a whim that he was just brought up on his own. Um, he said, I love the Lions pick of Wisconsin wide receiver Quintez Cephas. I said before, he reminded me of a young Michael Irvin in terms of size and speed and legal issues. No, nope, I made that part up. Um, <laughs> top Big Ten cornerbacks said he was the toughest to defend, would have been drafted much higher if he had run better at the Combine. Um, I, I just look at this pick as a low-risk, high-reward. I mean, we're, we all know the wide receiver situation in Detroit. We have guys to fill these needs. 
until the end of the year. <laughs> then Amendola is done. Marvin Jones is done. Unless Galladay gets extended, he's done. We, I mean, there's going to be nobody. It's going to be an empty pantry, if you will. Um, I, I like the chance. Geronimo Allison, that, that was another one. His, his contract expires. I like I, – I get it. I'm not a big fan of it. He's a big dude. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to go too high on it. So, so Ryan, I feel like you're going to talk me down. So I'm just going to just let you talk me down before I try to talk myself up here with this you, pick. No, you're spot on. He, you know, he, he is a low-risk guy because he's a good wide receiver. He runs routes pretty well. He's a pretty good wide receiver. He, he's kind of made for the fifth round, he, but he has higher upside than other fifth-round picks. I think that's the way to do it because he he's good to go get the ball at a you know at the at a high point. I don't know, like you know. Yeah. So 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 what I've read up on him is he doesn't create a lot of separation, right? Which is kind of the Lions' mantra for yes. wide receivers. Which like, which is our, which, which is my problem with this. That's that's your problem with that's it. That's my problem with. See, the pick. I think what that tells me is they love Matthew Stafford because the fact that we had one of the best passing games in in the league. With wide receivers that don't create separation, tells me we have a quarterback that can hit any window on the field, and he throws these guys open. You're right. He can put it where he needs to. When it, sorry, this I didn't want this to get into like a but Matthew it, Stafford yeah, lupus, but, it, but, but that's that, what it tells me, and that tells me that this guy might not work with ninety percent of the uh, wide receivers, or sorry, ninety percent of the quarterbacks in the league. But we have a quarterback that this guy would work with because. He can catch the ball if it's in this little range yeah. that works for him. He reminds me of Marvin Jones, actually, but probably not quite as fast. Okay, but probably a little bit more physical. So he, he's, but he's the same kind of receiver where he doesn't create that separation. The only problem I have with wide receivers that don't create separation is the margin for error. It, just because, for the quarterback, for the quarterback, just because you can make those throws, just because you do make those throws, doesn't mean it's repeatable every time. If you're a guy that creates separation and you leave cornerbacks in the dust, that's allowing your quarterback to make easy throws over and over and over. Not the amazing Hall of Fame throws, the easy throws. Yeah. So I, I feel like we, we needed that kind of guy. It's my only problem with this pick. I actually like the pick, but I, I would have loved somebody that would have created a little more separation. Would you have taken Donovan Peoples-Jones instead of this guy? I feel like that's kind of the the popular topic inside the state of Michigan because everybody knows. Yeah, I think Peoples Jones has the higher overall upside because of his freak athleticism, and he does have freak athleticism. Oh yeah, we saw that at the combine. Yeah, <laughs> it was insane. Every, everything he ju- he jumped out of the gym there, but or off the field. I don't know, but anyways, I mean, you know, in Indy those those ceilings are pretty high. I don't that's think pretty he much a gym. Him, yeah. But. Well, anyways. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's a good comparison. I think, I think. Quintez Cephas is the better wide receiver overall. He's going to make a bigger impact right away. Donovan Peoples-Jones would have been the the gamble. Okay. Who was throwing the ball to Quintez Cephas is, is my yeah, that's question. that's true. But who was throwing the ball to Donovan Peoples-Jones? That, another guy that wasn't even yeah. drafted or, or signed. Um, the name that really stands out to me that we could have taken in this spot was Bradley and A. Bradley and I. An A? An, an I? An I. Yeah. An I? That's not how you say an I, is it? Yeah, it is. A-N-A-E? Um, yes. An I. All right. We were saying an A a I couple know it weeks is an ago. I, but an Oh, you a? do? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not getting into this argument. <laughs> Mike is still here. He's yeah. still just 
worried about the next time we jump on him to, about the Packers. He's just thinking about quarterbacks <laughs> in the next I five years. I think I'll leave next time. <laughs> we love that you sit here no, through, through our, our lines talking, Brett, Mike. We do appreciate I'm, I'm it. I'm sure you love it. <laughs> I, we talked about it. I, I, I kind of fell in love with Bradley and I. I thought he was a guy who could get to the quarterback. We didn't need him in the run game, but he's a specialist, and he was good at it. And he did it for four years in Utah, and I thought he would have really helped out. But but that's part of the overall theme that we're seeing here is they invested way more on offense than we expected. Yeah, I I think that's that's very that that's really how it is. Like they they looked at it as look, our offense is really good. We can get better with this piece and that piece. Yep. And they were okay with it. And be like, if we have a, I'm not going to say perfect offense because nothing's perfect. But it's like if we can. Give Stafford that extra second. If we give him another wide receiver, we give him a running back that can do it all. Those extra threats, like I love that. Like, I, I that's some more exciting picks. I, I yeah. love exciting picks. I know. I, I wish we would have gone like offense from the very <laughs> beginning. Like let's take Jerry Judy and then yeah, let's take two wide receivers, the receivers and then run. Yeah, I, that's what every fan would probably love. It would have been fun. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be really fun. But um, I don't know where I was going with this, but. Anyways, right, in, right into the second, fifth round pick, Jason Huntley. Yeah, so so yeah, which and I was it was a night and I was still was available. Still available here. So round five, pick one seventy two, Jason Huntley, the running back out of New Mexico State. You love this guy. I kind of do. Yeah, I remember talking. We talked. Obviously, we we live pretty close to each other. We were talking about it. And you fell in love with this guy pretty quick. After looking him up and like watching the highlights, oh yeah, and... all all it takes is looking at his oh, highlight, yeah. highlight reel. It's amazing. And then... I, I bet you I would look good if I put out a highlight film on uh, the YouTube. <laughs> maybe we should basketball, do that. Basketball, we'll do it. All right, we're, you heard it here first. We're gonna oh, put no. a highlight reel on YouTube. <laughs> no. That'll be our next video. It's gonna take sixteen hours just to get a couple <laughs> good videos. But no, Jason Huntley, he was the fastest running back for his forty time. He did not get to do it at the Combine. He had to do it at his pro day because he wasn't even invited. He's out of New Mexico State. He was a running back and maybe more impressively a kick return punt returner. Okay. And he ran a 4-3-7 40-yard dash. He's fast. He's fast. He's got moves, and he sees a gap, and he just shoots for it. That's what I like about this pick is you found somebody that is that – can do something that not many people can do. Will it translate into the NFL? I don't know, but you're taking a chance. You're taking a speed guy. Speed guys are, if used correctly, are very successful in the NFL for, you know, a hot second. I, I think yeah. it's safe to say. Yeah. If this guy's good for the next two or three years, I think it's a steal. It's a win, right? Yep. W- whatever position, whether it's slot receiver, which he can do, whether it's a couple punt returns or kick returns that that he creates that you know value i i'm okay with it i i like this pick again and i still available i you know you know might what? be a better risk i i don't know i i fell in love with bradley and i but this the nfl clearly did not so is it, maybe it, yeah. there's something with his stature maybe he's not quick enough maybe he's not big enough and he'll just be dominated by right tackles and that's a really good possibility yeah so i don't know it is what it is we got another offensive guy, but another, but, yeah. but maybe a starter, maybe somebody that's kicking special you know, teams, kick, kick return, yeah. and punt return. Yep. All right, so we'll just real quick talk about the the last two picks. Round six, pick one ninety seven, John Penisney, P- Penisney, uh, defensive tackle out of Utah. 
round seven pick 235, Deshaun Cornell, D.E. out of Ohio State. Um, let's hope that they pan out. I mean, I, who knows? I Yeah, I'll be honest. I know nothing about these guys. All I know yeah. is the experts were giving this a, a B to A grade in the sixth and seventh rounds. Yeah, so so real quick, um, Penisny, he's a 6'1", 318-pound run stopper. Um, I feel like it's just another rotational guy that you're going to bring in here and there if, if he makes the team. You never know. Um, he helped opponents to... So at Utah, the defense that, that held opponents to a Pac-12 best 81.8 yards rushing per game last season. He should compete for a backup job on the Lions' defensive line this fall. So, cool. Love it. Jashan Cornell, defensive end out of Ohio State. Um, so he has four years after his 2015 redshirt. He had 46 career tackles, 14 starts, all in 2019. Solid productive final season in Columbus. Career highs in tackles, 30. Tackles for loss, 6.5. And, and sacks, 4. He alternated between defensive end and tackle, which is interesting, and appeared to be more comfortable playing inside. So um, sounds like he's athletic enough to play the edge, which I like. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, Tim Twentyman, hit, we, all, we all know his stuff. Um, he said, at this point in the draft, teams are looking for players who fit athletically or scheme-wise. Cornell is big and physical and played both defensive end and defensive tackle, which makes him versatile. Something head coach Matt Patricia likes a lot in defenders. He was productive in 2019 and has a high ceiling. So, I think cool. I think overall with the draft, if we just want to sum it up, I felt like, you know, they used two big picks, a first and a third round pick on areas of needs. On the defense. Yep. We got the, the stud corner. We got a stud defensive end. And then other than that, we built on our strength. They, we, we identified what our strength was. We had some glaring needs on the inside, too, with guard. And we we at least attempted to address those. So I feel good about that. I feel like we did our job. And in the meantime, we got some playmakers. Yeah. So, so, so there will be a lot of Lions fans that are mad that they didn't address the defense enough. I get it. You brought, but keep in mind, free agent wise, they brought in a lot of players that Patricia and Quinn think will fit their scheme, fit their their needs. Yep. And I also want to point out how, I mean, I don't want to say good, decent enough the defense was when things were going good for this team last year. The they held. I mean, first they held the games. Packers. To yeah. to very little points for the most part in, in the in the two games they played. And and really the, the a lot of their losses and and I know the numbers look terrible for their defense. I get it, but you also had no offense for over half the season. Well, they didn't win a game without Stafford. That as well. So it's like, but but I mean, the first few weeks we were talking about how this defense is bend and not break. Yeah. That is what we preach. That's what we talked about. That's what we enjoyed. This defense, the numbers are bad. Don't get me wrong, but they're a lot better than I think people realize. We, there were so many injuries on the defensive line specifically, and that was the issue the entire year and in the safeties and with cornerbacks. Everybody on the defense was pretty much injured. Because Jared Davis was out too. Yeah. Jelani Tavai was out some games. Yeah. I mean, Han, Deshaun Hand didn't play at all. Slay I, was out a couple games. Yeah. I, what I think this 
this draft also points out is they actually believe in their defensive ends. They believe in Romeo Aquara, who was hurt for the majority of the season last year. They believe that Trey Flowers will be good enough in, in, a, in what we signed when he has people around him. They believe that Deshaun Hand is actually a difference maker from last year's draft, and he was hurt I like all Deshaun Hand. year long. And I like then, Deshaun and Hand. And then we're adding a guy like Julian Aquara. I wanted more. I wanted more out of defensive end. I wanted to get the Zach Bond on top of that. I wanted to get Bradley and I on top of it. But what this told me is that they believe in their defensive ends that they have that yep. weren't allowed to show it last year because of injury. And for the Lions fans that are like, oh, we don't have enough, look, you probably already don't like Matt Patricia. You probably already want Bob Quinn fired. So not addressing these needs is their grave that they're digging. Yep. Either it'll work and they're right and we don't know anything. And this is the one year we get, we, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, this is your chance. for This is what they thought was best for them this year. Think about that. And I, and I know we've been talking about this for way too long already, the whole draft thing. <laughs> but it's the only thing in sports that's happened, let's be yeah. honest. So let's yeah. talk about it. I want to get a perspective from an outsider. Yeah, what did you think about from a Packers fan? The Lions draft. You get nothing from me. What? You're not going to give us anything? No, why? Well, well, why what not? are your feelings about it? I know I hurt your feelings earlier. Look, God. look, don't get me wrong. I think the Vikings had a better draft than us. They cleaned they I, cleaned our clock. Like they I, I had think, so much value. It was insane. I think, I think the think, Vikings killed it. I think the Cowboys absolutely Cowboys killed it. Cowboys built a um, very good team. I think the Jaguars th- killed it. I think the Ravens had the oh, best draft. Oh, Ravens. Ravens were spot on. Uh, I'm a they little. Got, they got exponentially I, like, better probably, from where they were last year. I agree. I, J.K. Lord Dobbins Almighty. in that offense. Are you kidding me? A home run hitter like him next to Lamar Jackson. They're gonna be. They're gonna be a hell of a team. Yeah. So I, I no. See, I'm with Micah. I think the Lions had a good draft. I think there were maybe five or six teams that crushed it. Okay. And then I'm not gonna bring up the other teams, the Packers. You know that I thought were so, absolutely terrible, but. I, I yeah, but I so, do want your opinion. Yeah, what is what is your what is your opinion on the overall draft of the Lions? I I think they should have done something different with their second round pick. I, I honestly think they would should have went with Jonathan Taylor. I, I like. So you it. think it was the wrong court running back? Yeah, took. absolutely. Yeah, okay. I, I'm with Ryan on that one. I, I think his his productivity is substantially better. Uh, he does he does have some ball security problems that can be fixed. I don't think, I don't think he's, you know, another Amir Abdullah with with ball security. I, I don't. Th- I think he's far from that. Um, he's a power runner. He can still get down the field, catch a lot of passes. He can still do a lot of damage. He did a lot of damage while he was at Wisconsin. And, oh, yeah. and to be fair, if you're carrying the ball 35 times a game, <laughs> you're well, going to fumble more than the, a guy carrying it 15 times a game. The more pass attempts you have, the better the chance drops. you got for. Yeah. Interceptions, it's going to happen to any QB. Um, I think the round three pick, Okwara, I think that's a great pick. I, I I have nothing bad to say about that one. And honestly, trenches. It's important. Winning the game in the trenches all yeah. the time, and especially with depth. It's Depth is big. Everyone knows that. Once you're – once your starting guard or tackle go down on either the left or the right side, guess where they're going to start loading up on the defensive line? Yep. On your backup. Yep. yep. It is. It, it it's a it's a glaring problem for any team that has an interior lineman go down. Um, 
I mean, I I like the Cephas pick. I I guess I had someone different in mind when when was it I Peoples when, Jones that you kind of thought? Well, well no when I look back to Michigan playing Wisconsin I think it was their tight end that kept killing us. The, the, well, it, was, the, it was Taylor. <laughs> well, Taylor. No, no, yeah. no, besides Taylor, right. I, I mean, it was it was either a tight end or a wideout, and I wanted to say it was Cephas, but it wasn't Cephas. It was. Yeah, I don't know if he was Fumagalli. That, that's yeah. who it was. That's who that killed right. us. Yeah, I kept thinking it was Cephas, but it wasn't Cephas. But, um, I think overall, I think it's a good draft for the Lions. Yeah, I, I'm really excited about the draft. So I, I was going to get into some free agent signings, but we're we're cutting it short on time here. We've we've. Hunter Bryant, tight end out of Washington. That's the one that you got to talk talk about. Look at, look him up. He's he's going to make this team. I'm telling you, he's going to make this team. I agree. I, I love that, that, that free a, agent signing. Yeah, he was way too you, good of a tight end not to be drafted. Yeah. Do you still got the guy from Georgia? Last year that you drafted. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. Can't oh. think of his name. He's from Michigan. The I state of Michigan. Oh, yeah, I can't either. I can't remember his name. We do though, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and if play. Jesse James gets cut, I'm okay with that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, or traded. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I want to bring up before we, we turn the page pick. into our, our Isaac uh, Nada. Q uh, yeah, Isaac Nada, you're right. Um before we get into Asiasi? Q through Z of our names, I did want to bring up so Albert Breer, he kind of came out with his most cap space post draft. Browns thirty seven point five, Redskins thirty six point six, Lions number three on the list with twenty nine point four. Um, I don't want to get into like how we need to spend it, how we need to do that. How do we need to I spend f- it, though? I feel like huh. it's on the defensive line. Those are the guys they need to pay. Those are the guys that – and it's not necessarily like signing a free agent. It's opened up cap space for a trade, for a disgruntled employee out there that's saying, I want to get out of Jacksonville. I want to get out of Cincinnati. I want to get out of A, B, or C, like whatever it is. You have the cap space to fit a high-paid player that will come in and be productive now. Yes, and that's what I want to see. It's not necessarily overpaying like a Jadavian Clowney. I don't know if that's where you're going. Nope. Like I don't want to see you go out and and spend the money on a guy like that. I would rather keep that space open for whether it's next week you get a trade or when the next round of cuts come through early in training camp when all that stuff happens. Like you can get valuable players. When those when that when that all starts happening, so that's what I want to see the cap space spent on, and but in particular the Kenny Galladay extension. Yes, Kenny Galladay extensions cl- is 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 very important as well. I don't think it'll come on this cap though, so that's where I like just go out and spend money. You have the money, like look. Oh yeah, you're right. If you do not spend this money, I will be flat out angry. This is your last chance. To get an extension, Bob Quinn, Matt Patricia, or even another year, go out and spend this money. You can't take it home with you. <laughs> just like timeouts, you you can't take it to the next half. Like just spend it, go all in. Show me you care. Show me you, you you're one piece away, and and go go buy that piece. Like I don't I don't care. You have the money. Go go spend it. I'm just going to let this one go for a little bit. I like it. I need a little bit of this. Yep. Feels good, right? Can you play guitar like that? I wish, man. I mean, I feel like he's just strumming. Like, there's no... Let's just let it go. Before I... 
he is strumming. I feel like he's just strumming. <laughs> Such a good song. This was actually Jarrett and Lauren's wedding song, I believe. Aww. I don't know if it was their first dance, but I remember that they liked it. He's a listener, right? Yeah. Jared? He's a listener, or he's a fill-in host. Yeah. Well, I hope I, I, hope I got the right song right here. But <laughs> All right. He'll um, let you know. But anyways, we <laughs> that was a little longer than what we've ever done for the transition. <laughs> I like it. That was fun. Um, so what we're doing is the greatest athletes, A through Z, basically, in the state of Michigan. So, Mike, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this over to you. Yeah. You can give everybody a little recap. We got A through P to name, which a. we did the last couple episodes. A through P, and we're doing last names. Last names only. Last names only. So maybe we're, we're, we haven't. We didn't. Oh shoot! We didn't talk about this oh, yeah. these beforehand. Yeah, we'll get into it. <laughs> we'll get into it. But go ahead. <laughs> so we got Sparky Anderson, Chauncey Billups, Miguel Cabrera. Or, wait, wait, wait. Or Scotty Bowman for B. Or we, we Scotty haven't, Bowman. We we haven't written it in pen yet. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. So <Go> ahead. <laughs> it's printed, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's not written in pen. <laughs> we left off with Miguel Cabrera. We got Pavel Datsuk, Braylon Edwards. Sergey Fedorov, Kurt Gibson, Gordy Howe, Tom Izzo, Magic Johnson, Al Kaline, Nicholas Lidstrom, Jack Morris, Hal Newhauser, Chris Osgood, and Robert Porsche. So I was listening the other day. Yeah, I listened to our own podcast. Is that is that weird? No. No? All right. I'm wondering if we should train, change the Porsche one. To Tayshawn Prince? No. Oh. I kind of like Bob Probert, honestly. I knew he was going to say that's that. That's another one that I think we're, we might have to, we're, we're going to have to discuss these. Um, I don't as, know, I don't know who that is, so. Holy smokes. Google them or YouTube them. You love those YouTube. What's his 40 time? You, you type in Bob Prober, and that's in the third word that's going to come up is fight. Forty beers or what? Like, I mean, this, I mean the late Bob Prober. We should say he he died. Oh. He passed away. He was mean. Bad. All right, we actually ended this list at Q, and I said, Bob Quinn, have a good draft, or we're going to give it to Glover Quinn. And he had on our Facebook Live. I was. Pretty angry after the first pick. Yeah, you were. I think I passed it to Glover Quinn. You did. But I think I'm going to put that. I, I think it's got to be Bob Quinn. He had a very good draft. I'm happy with it. It's going to lead to a Super Bowl in 2021. It sounds like mock draft talk from Sam. <laughs> yeah. Tua. No. Jeffrey. He's going to. No, Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> yeah, that's so Wait, true. Wait, no. Tua. So Q is is not a very popular last name, obviously. We got Bob Quinn. Q? Glover Quinn. Talking about Q? Yeah. Oh, never mind. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay, I see what you did there. All right. Quinn, Bob Quinn, or Glover Quinn, I'm going Bob Quinn. How about you guys? Yeah, I'm game. That's fine. Yep. Cool. Yep, Bob Quinn. Really don't care. Love it. <laughs> All right, so we'll move down to R. We actually didn't talk about any of these names, so this could get long, but um, Look it's at raw. Look first name. It's R. raw. So I like that. Yeah. This is going to be raw, raw conversation. First name, Dennis Rodman, Dominic Raiola. Jason Richardson, Javon Ringer, Charles Rogers, Andre Risen, Jalen Rose, Camby Russell, Cassie Russell, Glenn Rice, Denard Robinson. 
man. There's a it, it, that's a lot of it's really a lot good, of like but, average. Yeah, but it's not a lot elite, of average yeah. game. A lot of average <laughs> names. Good, good to average names. Oh, really there. good. I mean, like a guy like Charles Rogers dominated for Michigan State. Oh J- yeah, Javon Ringer was a. I, I would give it to Charles Rogers over him. But, but I mean, he was Gl- a big Gl- name. Yeah, I mean Jalen Rose, Glenn Rice, Jason Richardson, great for Michigan State. <laughs> Just a lot of average. A lot of average. <laughs> Dennis Rodman, where I'm watching my TV. Yeah, I know. I feel like we should give it to him just for the fact that we're watching the last dance here. He's freaking crazy, But man. the fact that he's going to be focused as a bull, I don't think we can give it to him, right? Yeah. Is that fair? I, that's fair. All right. Dennis, I love you, buddy. He was. I mean, again, though, they went through that in the documentary. He was part of the reason, <laughs> a huge reason why they went one back-to-back. He was a, a such a flexible, dominant defender and yeah. rebounder. All right. So I'm looking at Camby Russell. And Cassie Russell. I'm just going to cross those guys off the list. Is that is that okay? Maybe even Glenn Rice. Should I just move on to Glenn Rice as well? Glenn Rice? Uh, Should I keep him on there? We can do this quick, yeah. J- okay. Jalen Rose versus Glenn Rice. I'm going to pick Jalen Rose. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So, so, so now we're, let, let's look at some football players here. College football players. Charles Rogers, Denard Robinson. Uh, not not Denard. No. Yeah, I'm going to pick Charles Rogers for that. About that Notre Dame game, that was just. Yeah, I mean, it right. was nice. He was in a, a really bad period for U of M. Yeah, right. let's not go there. What about Dominic Raiola? I feel like he's just like the greatest average player of all time. Yeah, right? he was good. Yeah, he was a good tackle. So he's our R. He's the guy. I don't know. Is he? Uh, no, he's no, not. he's not. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna cross it off. Jason Richardson, Charles Rogers. I I I'm. Charles, right? Charles Rogers had the streak, the touchdown streak, and he was drafted third overall. So he obviously was a, an amazing player at Michigan State. Probably more overall talent than Jason Richardson, but Jason Richardson won a, a championship. He was on the NCAA championship with Mateen Cleaves. So, I mean, uh, you tell me. I would lean towards Charles Rogers, personally. Yep. Yeah, and the fact that he was yep. drafted by a Lions, yeah. Lions. I know he didn't have a good NFL career, but he was still in the state of Michigan, so it's kind of connects Jason, there. Jason Richardson had a long career outside of the state of Michigan, too. All right, so we're down to three. Charles Rogers, Andre Risen, and Jalen Rose. <laughs> like, I, got, this, I know This one's I really tough. I, I, I want to say Jalen Rose, but I don't want to come across as a Michigan slappy. He's Fab Five, man. I Come know. On. I feel like the Fab Five is, and he still he still hangs out in Michigan, and he's still going to the Michigan U of M games, and he's still trying to re- recruit people for another Fab Five, which we just missed out on. But do you agree mm-hmm. with that, Mike? Are we good with going Jalen Rose? Yeah, I mean he he's a bigger face than people want to give him. He's still a face, which is is crazy. That's part of the point. He's he's been a face for a long time. All right, mm-hmm. so now we're moving down to S. A lot of names here. A little better, I would say, in my opinion. Um, Gene Shue, Jerry Stackhouse, John Sally, Brendan Shanahan, Terry Sawchuck, Barry Sanders, Joe Schmidt, Ooh. Charlie Sanders, Billy Sims, Chris Spielman, Nadamik and Sue, Matthew Stafford, Corey Schlesinger. What? Steve Smith and Bo Schembechler. What? All right. Okay, you got to put a timer on this slider. I know. All right, yeah. <laughs> Like I, I think we just got to get to the point. We all know who's going to win this. It is Barry Sanders. Barry. There is no question Barry, <laughs> Barry Sanders, Sanders wins this name. But holy smokes, yeah, there's some we, names on that list. Can we just like just start listing some names again? 
Non you want me to keep Sanders, going? <laughs> I mean, Bo Beckler, Steve Smith. I, th- I think people forget how amazing Steve Smith was, really, in, yeah. in college and, and, I mean, even in the pros, too. Matthew Stafford and He's, Dominican Sue? Okay, let me ask you. If Stafford leads the Lions to a p- Super Bowl appearance. Hands down, Stafford. Yeah? Yeah. Can I quote you on that? <laughs> Like that is like that he would take over the S Barry Sanders will always be the most beloved player in my opinion in but Lion, a Super Lions Bowl history, appearance. but a Super Bowl appearance. We've been nowhere close to that in the history of the franchise. I mean, yeah. come on, would that would, that would take it. <laughs> would, do you agree with that, Micah? I don't know. I mean, but I mean, you have a quarter. You have your two beloved quarterbacks have only won one Super Bowl, and you think they're the greatest of all time. Well, three, man. three beloved quarterbacks. We're yeah. talking about so Michigan sports guys. Stop <laughs> obsessing about the team you hate. <laughs> but look, there, there are names that need to draft. be like Brendan Shanahan Brendan was Shanahan. a stud in a VP to winning the Stanley Cup in '97, '98. That's where I wanted to go like, before you insinuated something else. Like Shanahan, he needs to be mentioned. Terry Sawchuk needs to be mentioned. I mean, he's retired goaltend. Like yeah. he's number one up in the rafters. And in, in even in Dominican Sue, I'm Chris Spielman. Great, yeah, Spielman great is middle linebacker. A Michigan Billy, Billy Sims. He was the oh original Barry goodness. Sanders. Like, I mean, like, I, I see all these names. The reason Barry Sanders is the pick is because people still. By Barry Sanders jersey, <laughs> Lions jersey over everybody else, probably just as much or equal to, or maybe a little behind Stafford. Yeah, I mean, Stafford, if you can give us a a Super Bowl Sunday that this the most stressful Super Bowl Sunday of all of our lives, <laughs> you will take over this S. So just if that's not motivation, I don't know what is, right? So yeah. Barry Sanders, you're getting the S for now. Stafford, talk to me next year, buddy, because I know we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> we could we could put that one up for a poll too to see how how big Barry would win. Barry still, would win. I still think by he'd win. Lot. But Shanahan's worthy of it. Sue's worthy of it. Stafford. It's tough because Shanahan has Bo the championship. I mean, yeah, both Bo Shem. Yeah. Well, I'll, yeah, we're biased towards players. Yeah, I, I think Barry Sanders deserves it for now. So T. T. We got the T's here. Another. This is this is gonna be tough. Yeah, we're gonna argue about this one too. Yeah, we should have done this off air so we can save everybody some time. Um, Isaiah Thomas, Alan Trammell, Dizzy Trout, Golden Tate, Stephen Tullock, Xavier Tillman, uh, Rudy, Tom Janovich. Thank you, David Terrell, Anthony Thomas. Okay, so I'm gonna start. I'm gonna strike out Dizzy Trout. Yep. Golden Tate. Yep. We love him. Stephen Tullock. Yep. And Xavier Tillman. Get rid of him. And Rudy. Tom Janovich. I'm going to cr- cross all of them out. Yes, all of them. All right, except... so we got Isaiah Thomas, Alan Trammell, David Terrell in the A-Train, Anthony Thomas. As much as we love David Terrell and Anthony Thomas, we're, we're looking at two legends here. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to cross out David Terrell and Anthony Thomas. So <laughs> the, <laughs> set your clocks because this one might take a while. I don't know who the right answer is. Isaiah here. Thomas and Alan Trammell. That's where we're sitting here. These are massive, massive names in the state of Michigan. 
in your left hand you have Isaiah Thomas. In your right hand you've got Alan Trammell, and both your hands are completely full. Yeah. So what hands <laughs> are you? Don't. I don't know what to do. I, I really don't. This isn't going to be interesting. Uh, luckily we have three of us, so we have to come to an agree. Like we're we're going to have this this happen here. Can I tell you what my gut said? What does your gut right say? Right away when we read all these names, Isaiah Thomas. Honestly, that's what my gut said too. In, in, my, in mine said Alan Trammell, but really? I but I know I'm baseball biased. That's fair. Are you holding a knife? Oh, I am. Yeah, I just <laughs> I, I pulled like... a pocket knife. Out of, I've I've been playing with this all day, and I just had it in my pocket. I pulled it out. It's habit, and so now I'm waving a knife in front of you. <laughs> all right, <laughs> it says Alan Trammell. Alan it is. Trammell Alan, it is. Alan, Alan Trammell wins. No, all right. Really though, I, I learned from my neighbor. <laughs> so Isaiah Thomas won back to back, right? <laughs> Isaiah Thomas won back-to-back titles, right? Is that correct? Yes, he did. 89 and 90. Did Alan, Alan Trammell, did he win a title? 1984. He was on the 84 team? He, was he the World Series MVP? Oh, my goodness. I got to check my All right, well, math uh, on that. Good luck. I don't know, man. I mean, this one <laughs> I is. I got to check my math. Hold on. I feel like we should be on Facebook Live for this one, but we're not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next week, maybe. This one has to be. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? One of my kids are screaming in the back. No. Screaming. Not good. <laughs> 1984 World Series MVP, Alan Trammell. Right. He, he had a 20-something year career at shortstop, year career. He, Him and Lou Whitaker were, the, still are to this day, the all-time most double plays turned between a shortstop second baseman combo and Major League history, and that's going back you know longer ago than NFL and NBA was around. It's a big deal. This guy was was a stud, and and he was an MVP one year. Oh man, gotta check my math on that one too. But still, <laughs> <laughs> look. But I, but I I would understand Isaiah Thomas too. We just watched the documentary. He was a stud. He he was the the absolute leader. That the Bad Boys team wouldn't have gone anywhere without without Isaiah Thomas. He's one of the five best point guards in NBA history. Man, this one's tough. I, I, I still am leaning towards Isaiah Thomas. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you. I'm okay with Isaiah Thomas. Can Are we you still say with, with Isaiah yeah, Thomas? Can we say with all due respect to Alan Trammell and then we're gonna throw it up for a vote on social media and go with Isaiah Thomas for now. Yeah, I we're think we're going Isaiah Thomas. I think that's fair. We're gonna have to throw a few of these up for vote. But um all right, so we'll go to you. There's only two names that came to mind for me it was it was Norm Ullman and Bob Ufer. 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 Uche. Oh, Uche would have been a good one. You're right. Yeah. We'll see if he has a good. I mean, <laughs> what do you guys want to well, do here? What we've learned is just to at least you guys mention flip and a, wait, You guys want to flip a coin? Or no, no, hold on. We're, it's between Norm Ullman and Bob Ufer. Yeah. I'm going to go with Uche because I, I know who he is. <laughs> I don't know. Ufer was pretty solid. Or Ufer. Is, he a, is he a Red Wing? I don't even know. No, I don't think so. I don't know. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know, man. We gotta go, Josh Uche. No, not happening. We're gonna pull this up, and I'm gonna have an argument. Bob <laughs> Ufer was born in the land, as they call it now. You know the kids. The kids call it Cleveland. The oh, land. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. And he went to U of M. Wait, are we talking about the announcer? Yeah. Yeah. For, for the Brewers. No. What are we talking about? No. 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 
<laughs> we still have a kid screaming. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. He must have had a bad dream or something. <laughs> Is this for the Red Wings? No, Ullman was a Red Wing. Norm Ullman. Okay. I think we got to go <laughs> Ufer. <laughs> Ufer. Who is he? <laughs> Pull him on, Micah. <laughs> Tell I, him. I am. <laughs> he's a he's a broadcaster. He's a broadcaster. For what? For who? For the Wolverines football team for 36 years, starting in 45. Okay. Oh, that's right. Okay. 36 years, starting in 45. So we're talking about ending in the 80s? Come on. Give me Josh Uche. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I didn't think we'd have this big of an argument second, on you. Second, second round pick in the 2020 draft. Come on, guys, let's get real. <laughs> okay, oh, I, I don't boy. care. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight anybody on this one. I'm gonna have to fight on the next one. I, or, well, he's pointing a knife at us again. So yeah. we're gonna go with Uche. <laughs> right. Uche. I don't know how I missed that one. <laughs> not Uche. Uche. <laughs> All right, Josh. Congratulations. You got. The U for the state of Michigan. That's got to feel better than the second round draft pick you got. All right, so let's jump down to the letter V. We got Vic, Dick Vitale. We got Justin Verlander, Bobby VH, Denzel Valentine, Brad Van Pelt, Loy Vaught, Mike Vernon. Mike Vernon was, was, was brought up to us on our Facebook Live last week. He was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we brought up Ozzy, and he was like, Vernon, Vernon. I was like, tell down there, buddy. I can tell you right now one name that I would not cross off and a bunch of names I would cross off. All right, look. So let's do it. All right, so let's cross off Bobby. We'll cross off Denzel Valentine. We'll cross off Brad Van Pelt. We'll cross off Loy. We'll cross off. All right, so we got Dick Vitale, Justin Verlander, and Mike Vernon. Vernon won a championship, but he wasn't here for very long. Correct. I'm sorry. You're not Michigan enough for me, buddy. No. Dick Vitale. Sorry, buddy. You're going against Justin Verlander, who who is not only like – I hope he comes back at some point and finishes his career in Detroit. I feel like Please. it's that going to be, end that way. That would be so cool. I feel like it's going to end that way. He's a good dude. I know – all the jokes aside about the Astros and their cheating and all of that good stuff, but look, Verlander's a stud. That was all he's about a hitters good anyways. Human. He's a good pitcher. Mm-hmm. I know it was a rough couple of years before he was traded with his core surgery and all that stuff, but I mean He was look, still he the was guy saying I don't want to be stud. traded. He was a stud. MVP, Cy Young, multiple t- multiple Cy Youngs, right? Yeah. He won Dude, it when he was MVP. He was a stud for us. Verlander Come back, buddy, because you just got the letter V. It's my all-time favorite pitcher. Come back up here. Make me happy. Two no-hitters. Two no-hitters. Should have been three. Yeah. He was one out away. Yeah. Against Pittsburgh? Dang. It was. Uh, Harrison. Here, yep. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> we all remember that. All right, so let's jump down to W. We got some big names here. Some some decent names, I should say. Oh, some big names. Ben Wallace. Rashid Wallace. Lou Whitaker. Alex Wojciechowski. Killed it. <laughs> yep. Very good. Cassius Winston, Nick Ward, George Webster, Lorenzo White, Chris Weber, Marquise Walker, Lamar Woodley, Charles Woodson. Okay. So I'm Jeez. gonna I'm gonna just gonna jump in here. Th- this is a this is a really tough one. Let's start with Ben Wallace and Rashid Wallace. Yes, I feel indeed. like it's I feel like it's gonna be Ben. 
Sheed. But Sheed was so important to that. He was. He was the guy they brought in, right, for that trade, right? Is, it, is that correct? He w- he was brought he, in in 2004. Yep, he was the guy. For the championship. For the championship, yeah. And he was on the team for all of those seasons where they were making the conference championship. So was Ben. You're right. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Ben Wallace. I, right. think, I think he's yep. more Detroit. I think he's more Detroit as well. He, I mean, he, he's the owner. Of the drive, mm-hmm. right? Or is he GM? I, I guess I, I don't know how that I works. I think he's part owner. Part owner yeah. of, the, of the drive, so so that's still connected to the state of Michigan. Ben Wallace, I think I think he deserves it. All right, I'm going to cross off Alex Wajigwizzi. I'm going to cross off Nick Ward. Yeah, Nick Ward. George Webster. I'm going to cross off Lorenzo White. Was he? Yeah. I'm going to cross off Marquise Walker. So now, all right, so this is getting a little tough. We got Ben Wallace, Lou Whitaker, Cassius Winston, Chris Weber, Lamar Woodley, and Charles Woodson. So let's, so let's start here with college basketball. Chris Weber, Cassius Winston. That is an mm. argument. Like, the, it, you guys thought when we were starting this, it was all about letters. But at times, like, it's not just about the clear winner. It's about who you guys are choosing even before we get to the winner, because I think we know who the winner is going to be. But I do want to figure out Cash Winston, Chris Weber. I don't. Honestly, uh, I think so. Weber is Weber's the uh, face in the 90s, and he's he was the leader of the Fab Five. Jalen Rose can think he is all he wants, but it was Weber. Mm-hmm. I'm going to still go Cash Winston on this. More Weber, successful. Weber. Well, not necessarily not really. more successful. No, the, you know those Michigan Wolverines should have won a championship. They just they lost in the finals. Uh, but the way that he left is the issue. So first he called a timeout. What idiot? Wait, how did Cassius <laughs> leave? Coronavirus. That's yeah, how that's he a, left. That's a way better. It's a way better <laughs> way to leave. No, but Chris Weber to this day will just not show up to anything Michigan. He's that's not true. Well, because he was a it's Juan Howard. For, he, no, he was a captain for, for Michigan football. Wasn't Chris, he? Chris Weber? Wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I'm pretty. He was last year. Yeah, he was. He came back. That's because J- Juwan Howard. Juwan Howard recruited bef- him back in. I don't know, man. He w- he has been completely away from U of M anything because of the way that the whole like cheating thing has been handled. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do understand that. So even if, even if he did do what you guys are saying, uh, either way, he's way less of a face. Cassius Winston feels I, I like th- I think more. it's easy to say Winston now because we don't know what he has in front of him. If he has right. half of the career of Weber, all right, I'm, I'm changing my mind. If he has Chris half Weber. the career of Weber, it, career of Weber. And becomes an analyst and is still that that face that everybody sees every single week, day in and like I mean he's always there. I feel like it has to be Weber, because I don't think Cassius will ever be that guy. He won't have a career like Chris Weber had in the NBA, which still I mean, I know it's it's NBA. It's after you're a Michigan guy, but that still plays a part in it. I right. I'm gonna disagree with you on that. I'm gonna disagree with myself too. I agree with you, Chris Weber. All right. Cassius, you, you, Cassius has a chance to jump him. He had a chance. He still he, does. He yeah. still might. If he has a good NBA career and, and people Google what school Cassius Winston went to. All right. So what else? What do we All got? All right. So now we got Ben Wallace, Lou Whitaker, 
Chris Webber, Lamar Woodley, Charles Woodson. I, I mean, Woodley, I think, deserves a little bit of praise, but th- I think there's, we all there's love no Lamar comparison yeah. to, to Charles Woodson here. All right, so now we're at Ben Wallace for the Pistons, Lou Whitaker for the Tigers, Chris Webber for Char- for the <laughs> Wolverines, Chargers. and Charles Woodson for the Wolverines. <laughs> so, so, so let's break it down to a Final Four here. We got Ben Wallace versus Lou Whitaker. Can, Ryan, can you school us on Lou Whitaker just really quick? Lou, Lou he Whittaker. deserves to still be on the list, right? Or am, I, am I just Absolutely. going off of, like nostalgia here? No, Lou Whitaker is an all-time great Tigers second baseman. He is number one, the best second baseman in Tigers history. He was the sidekick, second in command, basically, to Alan Trammell. Again, you don't get those double plays without both of them. They they turned the most in, in baseball history together. And he, he was just a, he's a Hall of Fame type player. And I think people forget how good that combination was and why the Tigers were so good for so long. So who'd you go? You're talking about... Ben Wallace and Lou Whitaker. <laughs> Between the two of them. All right, should, we just, and should we just save time and give the crown to who I think we're going to give the crown we to? We should just do that because I don't want to compare <laughs> side by side. All right, I, just watched, look, I just watched Ben Wallace just win Ben Wallace, national you were Detroit for a couple years there you were the face in detroit sorry but you're we not gonna you. get it lou Big whitaker ben. you should be in the hall of fame he's not in the hall of fame yet he should be he will he will i hope i think chris weber obviously a big name in the state of michigan charles get, woodson buddy I'm getting excited right charles now. woodson it, Char- it, it charles was like woodson. it was like one of those last names w it was a big name it was like it was obvious who the winner was going to be yep but i wanted to see how it all played out it was just like dance like I'm like controlling you guys, like kind of like puppets, right? Like just so, those are legitimate names that he was going against. <laughs> yeah, but we all knew it was Charles Woodson. So now we are down to X. So I, <laughs> there uh, are zero guys with the last name of X that I that I could think of. I don't know if you guys can think of it. So I was like, do we give it to nah. Xavier Tillman for having nah. first name X, or do we just leave this open? Leave it open for now. I think we leave it open. Right. What you were saying about being the X factor. The oh, so yeah. place. that's what we need to do next episode. Next episode, we are going to name basically like the winner of the, the loser bracket. X, just the state of Michigan's X factor. So guys that that fall under the radar, but was were the X factor to a championship. Look, Ben Wallace is a perfect example. I Brennan, think. Brennan Shanahan. Brennan Shanahan, a perfect example. Right, they didn't win the letters, but they were the X factor. Matthew Stafford. Matthew. Stafford. <laughs> If he can get us a championship, championship we'll, this we'll, year, twenty twenty, twenty twenty one, love it. <laughs> so we're gonna leave X open for the X factor in the state of Michigan. We will name that next episode. <laughs> Make sure I remember this. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll try to All help right. you. So I we'll jump down to why we got George Yardle, Steve Eiserman. No question in my mind. George nope. Yardle. It's George Yardle. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, Stevie Y. Subpar. The best. The best captain. In the state of Michigan, love love the dude, and he's going to be the greatest GM. I just went sixth and I think I'm bottom. Tingling in his pants. All right, so now we're going to jump down to Z. We're going to go hockey again. I mean, that's the only ones I can think of. We got Zetterberg and Zadina. It's fine with me. It's got to be Zetterberg. Ooh, some big names. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he won. He won a championship. Zadina will win a championship in captain right 2024. Zetterberg captain. Yeah, he was a captain. Back to back captains. Uh, he, yep, back to back captains. So hold on, you said twenty twenty four. Yeah, did you just pull that number out of a hat, or you have this 
plan that you mention that number for a reason. 2024 is the year the Red Wings win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I think I think okay. I read that in a magazine one time. We're talking about that in two weeks. <laughs> two weeks, okay. <laughs> Write it well, down. That'll be the, the X, X Factor next week. <laughs> X- Red Wings 2024, the week after. Yeah. Um, so Iserman wins the Y. Zetterberg wins the Z. So for the the podcast podcast listeners already know what's going on, but for our Facebook Live watchers, we just got done breaking down the whole Detroit Lions draft, and then we finished Q through Z for our list of we, we named all of the the names for for the state of Michigan. Yeah, the top Michigan the names, top Michigan names A through Z alphabetically, but alphabetically last name. So we got a couple that that need to be discussed a little bit further. We're not going to... I don't know if we're going to do it now. Are we going to do it some other time? I don't know. I think we need to B, bring it up now. B is an interesting one. We we named Chauncey Billups. Scotty Bowman was brought up by a listener that I think... We got scolded. ...could be a winner. Should be a winner, maybe. We're going to have to work a couple of these out. I'd we're we're going to need our listeners' helps. Listeners' help. Helps. Listener. Helps. 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 Was, helps. I was thinking helps. the next one. Yeah. Ah. Yep. All right. So we also named for P Robert Porsche. Ryan, like we as soon as we stopped recording, he goes, What about Michael Phelps? That'd be a good one. Yeah, random. So, <laughs> did he or did he not swim for the University of Michigan? Michael Phelps did not swim for the University of Michigan. It hurts him. What he did is he attended U of M while he was training for the Olympics. Okay. And as did the other dude. What was his name again? The guy nobody likes, but everybody kind of <laughs> the guy that lied about being mugged. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember his name. I don't I just remember, remember his the name fact that all. he lied about being mugged. The, the yeah, the Olympics just got canceled for this year. They postponed until next year, so nobody remembers all the Olympic names. But I don't remember. His what name. was that dude's I'm, name? I was trying to give you time to figure it out. I won't. I, I, won't I feel like I have it. Lochte. Lochte. You're right. Yep. Ryan, Ryan Lochte. He had a show. He had his own show. Yeah. So, anyways, Michael Phelps attended U of M. He went to school there. He did not swim on the swimming team. But okay. he did have a statement saying that his son will attend U of M when he goes to college. And he said, go blue. Okay. How I dare he say that? That might uh, make him jump in over Robert Porsche. But I feel like just, people think he swam for the University of Michigan. I feel like that's where it's kind of coming yeah. in. He trained, he but, trained with him. But as Ryan brought up, he was too good to swim for Michigan. Okay. He was making Fair million, millions what of you, dollars. All right, already. so if we're going to put Phelps on this, what is El Presidente for Barstool? What is his, his real name? You guys know off the top of your head? I actually don't. Uh, I should. Dave Portnoy. Portnoy. So yeah. should he be a P? Oh man, Presidente. PPP. Portnoy. Yeah. I mean, if Phelps is on the list, then Portnoy should be on the list. I don't think that's the wrong decision. All right, I'm putting him on there. We're gonna have to discuss this. Uh, we'll we'll figure this one out later. The, it, the P's, there's a lot of controversy with P. Yep. So we got B, P, and X. So X is wide open. We're going to name the biggest X factor in a. On a Michigan team. 
a, a, a player that just didn't get the accolades, 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 accolades that that a normal like superstar a, would get, like a Corliss Williamson or like a Brendan Shanahan. I would say like a Shanahan or I mean who who is I mean even a I don't even know Stafford. Is that fair? No. Dennis Rodman. <laughs> I think Dennis Rodman's a good name. Dennis Rodman, no. that's a good one, yeah. Because I mean, man, yeah. So, so Herman Moore. Going, Herman Moore. I don't know about that. Secondary, one. second fiddle to Barry Sanders. That's true. So we're gonna use X as the state of Michigan's X factor, or the argument factor, or the argument factor, the anything factor. Yeah. Just we're gonna come up with a name, and you're gonna like it, and you're gonna stick with it. I, th- I think and we've you're done not going th- to argue us. I think we've done this yeah. long enough, right? Yeah, we have. <laughs> the alphabet thing. Yeah. We, <laughs> well, I, I, was, I love doing it. I'm just saying. It was I, fun, I love doing it. Right? But we're bringing up Michael Phelps. He didn't even swim for Michigan. <laughs> we learned our letters. We got them all. all Except right. for X. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows how to do X. So we do. So what we talked about, we, we finished that up. We, we did the mock drafts. Or not mock draft. Sorry. Mock draft 2021 1.0. Uh, no, we really didn't do that, but but we will. We will <laughs> soon. It's coming <laughs> next <Mark> week. Calendars. <laughs> no, but really, I mean, what what I'm really excited about talking about before we get into our beer grades is is next week is is our one year anniversary of the podcast. We've done this for a full year. This was episode 52, but our first episode came out on on May 3rd. So that's I believe Sunday, right? Yeah, yeah. Sunday. I so, think so next episode will be our one year celebration. We're going to talk a little bit. Maybe maybe we'll get into a couple things here. I don't know what we're going to get into yet. We actually already named a topic. What was that topic that we named? Did I come <laughs> up with that? Yeah, I, I told you guys to help me remember the topic oh, that yeah, we were going to stick I with. I think it was the X factor. Is that what it was? I think so. All right. Seems like a factor. I did remember oh, that. 2024 Red Wings in two weeks. I said two, yeah. <laughs> that was the I other. said two weeks on that one. That's a good one. Um, I'm trying to pull up our, our live video. Is this today right here? Yeah, that's it. That's that's current? No, yeah. that was a week ago. No, that's it. Here okay. we go. This is the live one. Oh. I'm just hey. trying to find if anybody's making comments. No, not at this point. So let's just get into our beer, our beer grades, and then we can sign off. I got to sit higher. <laughs> For the beer grade. Yeah. <laughs> Micah, what are you drinking over there? Give it a grade. Something good from DeHops. The Hops Brewing in Standale, Michigan. I'm drinking their double IPA. Looks like, uh, I believe it's 8.5%. Does that look like an 8? Yeah, I think you got it. Yep, 8.5. 8.5%. I got 32 fluid ounces here, boys. Not anymore. Well, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> it's in my belly. Uh, it's really good. I mean, it, it's smooth. It's clean. It's easy to drink. It's it's something very that you mentioned. easy to drink double IPA. Yeah. Definitely. I'm going to go with an 8.5. What did I go with? Do you remember? I don't know. You should pull it up before we sign off. I can't pull it up. Wait, oh, wh- yeah, you're you over there. Hey. What did you give? 8.5. I think that's what you gave. Was I think it? it was. Yeah, oh. either 8.5 or 8.6. We're going to have to check the tape. <laughs> I'm calling 8.5. 8.5. Roll the tape. All right, Ryan, what are you drinking? I am drinking Crooked Tree India Pale Ale from Dark Horse Brewing Company in Marshall, Michigan. Sam, I think this is like right up your alley these days. Is it really? For the dryness, but also the juicy IPA. So I was a little bit of, oh, those are my two. It's, like I thought you did that one. It's the combo. Did I do that one? 
I, I don't know. I got this thinking that it, it was the first time we graded it. How about the fact that we've drank 52 different beers at this point? In this 52 st- times three or four, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's pretty impressive. Uh, <clears throat> AA meetings? <laughs> I guess, I guess, we, yeah, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Who won A? Who won the letter A? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who did? I don't know. It, it was just, the announcer. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I don't remember. Anyways, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this Sparky. this says that it's uh, Sparky Anderson. Sparky Anderson. Yeah, yeah. 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 Manager, not manager. Crooked <laughs> uh, Tree IPA is heavily dry hopped to give it a big aroma of pine and citrus. I seriously think this is like exactly what you've been looking for lately. Me, on the other hand, for myself, however, I don't think it's as good as. Actually, it's really good, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go seven point six. All right, I'm I am drinking. Trying to go as average. Boss Tweed from Old Nation Brewing Company. Uh, it's a double IPA, nine point three percent alcohol, and I'm feeling every percent of that. Nine three? Yeah. <laughs> you had three of them? No, I've had two, and what's in my? Oh, you will have three. Don't I will have three by you. the end of this. I got some editing to do still, especially the way you guys are just talking about random stuff. Um, yeah, so it's hazy. It's good. It, I like M43 a little better, personally. I'm going to go with a what? eight. Solid eight. Is Wait, you were going to ask something? Is, no, no, no. Is it sweeter or is it... I don't know. It's too heavy for me, to be honest. Is it too heavy? Yeah. I don't like the double. I, I, like, I like how... Um, M43 is just a little bit easier to drink. This is a little bit more difficult to drink. I think this is one of Kyle's favorites or yeah. Kyle's favorite. Uh, he, he's brought it up a few times that it's his favorite. So, um, sorry, Kyle. Not that great. You, you just gave it an 8. Oh. Eight's a good score. <laughs> he gave it an 8.0. Sorry, 8. Kyle. Not that great. It's <laughs> only an 8.0. Hey, until he's here to defend himself, do not defend him, okay? What did you give the M43? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know if I've done M43. Have I done M43? I think I'm sure did. you have. I'm sure I have. Somebody has. Um, I did forget... Before we get into our beer grades, hops, man, it's time to give our beer grades, which we just did for episode fifty-two. But before we do, or after we did, I <laughs> feel right, like maybe I'm in this the beer is, zone right this now. beer is doing the job. He <laughs> just freaking read the script, man. After we just gave the grades, like before we give the grades, you know how my brain works, Ryan. We've been at this long <laughs> just enough. Just go to the top of the script. I want to remind everyone it's again tough tomorrow when you have to wake up to <laughs> sit on your couch and do work. That although you cannot sit at the House Brewing Company and Cafe, you do not have to miss out on their great beer during the shutdown. They are oh, open man. Monday through Friday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So you can continue to support them by purchasing Crowlers, Growlers, and, mer- and gift cards and merchandise. They have great beer and great staff that we need to support. Now more than ever, DeHops is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2020. Seriously, check, if, out, check out DeHops. We love DeHops, right? if you mention State of My yep. Sports, you'll get a dollar off your Crowler, $3 off a Growler fill. Totally worth it. Just bring it up. They will get take care beer. of you. You get $3 off a, a, a Growler, I mean, by mentioning the greatest podcast of all time. And their staff is awesome. That's a year old. Yeah. And the staff is amazing. And we do have a surprise coming for next week. We Our, do. One year anniversary celebration yeah. starts next week's episode. Hopefully, we have Kyle back. Kyle, we miss yeah. you, buddy. Um, Carrie's just feeling good about the hops on the, the Facebook Live. Oh, nice. Excellent. So good for her. So she knows uh, Mike is coming <laughs> home pretty late. Yeah. Yep. 
It's actually earlier than usual, so yeah. he's, he's pretty happy. I can see he's still smiling. <laughs> the smile has not gone away yet, so yeah. um, I should probably get the the music here soon. Oh, yeah, I need to turn up the volume. Just talk for a minute, Ryan. Yeah, just turned up the volume. Turn it up. <laughs> All right, we gotta keep it a little every, more. Every time you tell me to just talk, that's that's <laughs> what I do. I just like tell you what I'm doing. I'm like I'm putting my finger here, and I'm turning up the volume. All right, I'm just gonna click the Pandora app, and it's gonna play a song. I'm sure, but I think I think what we did with the alphabet and the rating the players was a lot of fun, and and we obviously had to spend a lot of time with the, the Lions draft because that's exactly the only thing that we had to talk about really. So yeah, what are we good episode. Do for, what are we gonna next do for two thousand? Next week is gonna be a struggle, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, I really think we should do mock draft twenty twenty one. Maybe we will. One last <laughs> thing though, congrats to all the players taken in the NFL draft from Michigan to Michigan State. Yeah, is is there a, a certain player that you think is a good fit for, from the state of Michigan? What? Quite honestly, I love Uche reuniting with Winovich. I do too. Those I mean, two together. Give him give him another year or two. And and get them worked into the system. That that could be really fun to watch. I also really like Kalik Hudson. I I really like that pick. I think he was a fourth or fifth round pick. And that I I think if you're to utilized, the Redskins, yeah, right? if you're utilized, and that's a really good defense. If they utilize him the right way, he could be a dangerous player. I and I think he had Cesar a great... Ruiz to New Orleans. Jeez, really good. That's a good pick. A real good pick. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Pats picking up Lewerke, too? That's yeah, awesome. it's interesting. Especially with, with uh, Patterson not, not getting picked Shea up by anyone. Patterson. He got the shaft. Yeah. Also, he's not that good, and I've been telling you that for <laughs> over a year. <laughs> Talk to you next week, if not sooner. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I can't handle it. Peace. Peace.